pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. We're now joined by Canadian international Jamie Cudmore. Jamie, it's been well documented from World Rugby's perspective that they're actively trying to improve player safety around concussion. Uh, your recent experience suggests uh, that more needs to be done. And for those that aren't familiar with your situation, can you just run us through what happened in last year's Champions Cup semi final? Sure. Well, um, yeah, unfortunately, I uh, struggled with uh, some pretty bad concussions last year and the, uh, during the semi finals and the finals of the uh, European Cup. I was uh, put back on the field after suffering a pretty bad concussion in the, in the semi final. And then. Um, Thinking that uh, I was I was okay, I ended up uh, playing again in the in the final two weeks later. Um, clearly, I wasn't. Whose fault that was is I don't know. I think there's a lot of different factors, but um, I was in a pretty tough place after uh, after basically just being uh, being uh, kind of used and abused, as they say, uh, getting a big knock, going to the HIA, uh, not passing the HIA, but still a few minutes later being allowed to get back on the field. And uh, that's really where where the, where the problem is. Uh, in, the, in the heat of the battle, in the in the big pressure game, uh, putting players uh, through the meat grinder, as it were, um, all in the in the ever long quest of, uh, of just winning games. Do you think you're an isolated case on this, or is this happening all the time? No, it's clear it happens all the time. It happens all the time with um, with with many different players in many different uh, leagues, not just in the top leagues here in France. Um, there's even uh, some guys that kind of take it as a badge of honor, you know, getting a, getting a shot in the head, uh, being uh, somewhat uh, kind of uh, not well, a bit knocked out, and then getting up and continuing on to play, and uh, and that's where it really needs to stop. Obviously, uh, Jamie, it's Andy Good here. How are you? Hi there. Are you well? Uh, not too bad. I'm actually at the Nuit de Rugby here in Paris uh, with uh, with my club. Um, just uh, took a break outside to chat with you boys, uh, and uh, no, doing very well now, thank you. No, we appreciate that. Obviously, uh, I'm sat here next to Jim Hamilton, who claims to be one of the toughest, toughest guys in world rugby. <laughs> Jamie, um, that's a lie. Jamie, I'm, you know, I've obviously yeah. <laughs> had the pleasure of playing against you and being whacked by you a few times. Um, <laughs> give us, a, give us a little synopsis if, on Jim Hamilton and how tough he, he actually was, is. If he was that tough, he wouldn't have a trouble uh, killing rabbits. We knew that was going to come. You knew that was coming, didn't you? So, well, Jamie, you're you're a big fa- uh, a, a big mate of um, Vern Cotters, I hear, and, and love to love to hunt. What, what did what was your take on uh, the situation around um, Rabbit Gate and how Jim threw Vern Cotter under the bus? Oh, I think uh, I don't think anybody really threw anybody under the bus. I think when uh, kind of you know rugby banter gets thrown into the mainstream media, things get blown way out of proportion. Um, you know the, that type of team building stuff. There's 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 things uh, that um, people are always going to find uh, problems with. Uh, and um, you know uh, you know for me, uh, going hunting and killing a few rabbits isn't really that big of a deal. But obviously. Uh, Everybody has an opinion on it, so... Um, Careful. You know, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. Those right? poor rabbits. <laughs> they make beautiful pets as well. I mean, you um, tell my daughter uh, they that. They make good pets, but they make a hell of a lot better stew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Jamie. Sorry, it's, G- it's Jim Hamilton. I may as well try and defend myself. No, but thank you for understanding the, the banter and having listened to the podcast before. So, obviously, it has gone viral all the way to yes, France. Yes, we obviously had a little bit of Twitter engagement in terms of uh, the concussion stuff, and I obviously played in the semi-final where... 
I wasn't aware that the the, the cushion uh, occurred. But I just yeah. think fair, fair play to you for a guy that is as high profile as you and obviously has the the hard man tag that you do to speak out because it, ha- it is a difficult thing and obviously it's a very current uh, problem in rugby. Obviously, not just in France, in world rugby, and, and and having a look at the way that they are dealing with, you know, the scenarios in the Premiership, it, they're, they're actually seem like they're on top of it. And I think the fact that you've kind of split the taboo and come out and mentioned your situation and probably many more. You know, Shantaine Harpe was a good friend of mine at Montpellier and went through a really, really serious situation with them as a club. And um, yeah, fair play to you, mate, because it probably wasn't an easy thing to do um, in terms of. You know, one coming out, and, and secondly, you know, speaking about Clermont, who you played for for so many years. So, I think that only good can come out of this. There's there's nothing bad. So, as a current player like like yourself, and for future players and, and, and young lads coming through, regardless if you're on the wing or you're one of the toughest guys to play the game like yourself. So, I think it's brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Jim. But um, no, that's exactly it. Um, you, you, you touched on it that uh, in England uh, things are really starting to change because they've seen the data out there and how dangerous uh, this uh, situation uh, can be. Um, the problem here is uh, we're very steeped in tradition. And as a lot of you guys know, uh, tradition is one of the most dangerous things in sport. If uh, we continue to do things uh, as it's always been done, then uh, you, know, you, you don't get anywhere. Um, certain traditions in terms of the you know, banter and, and all the rest of it are good, but uh, when it comes to uh, guys getting a knock and uh, putting the old uh, putting the old sponge on the back of the neck saying, oh, you're tough, you'll be able to get back out there, well, that's that's what's got to stop. Because, yeah, so, yeah, uh, the information's out there, the, the dangers are there. Um, second impact syndrome is, uh, is extremely dangerous and can be fatal. Uh, people, need to, people need to know the risks. And uh, if I can shed light on that and, uh, and just make sure that people are better informed, then uh, I'm going to do everything I can. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to change the game of rugby in any way, but when people get injured, they need to be properly taken care of. And uh, I think that's the, the biggest thing that we need to get out of this. Yeah, brilliant stuff, mate. Absolutely, Jamie. Ollie here. Got a quick one for you. Now, um, towards, uh, maybe like Jim, towards the end of your uh, career, what's the post-career uh, goals? We get, I've heard all sorts of rumours going into the uh, acting world, Hollywood, like your brother, or maybe a bit of bouncing on the side. What's, uh, what's the future look like for you, Jamie? <laughs> yeah, jeez, oh, I, uh, I don't think I'm good enough looking to be, uh, to be an actor. We'll, let, uh, we'll leave my big shot brother uh, to do all that stuff. Yeah, Jim did but, say uh, that as well. You know, the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest thing for us... Uh, my wife and I, we have a, we have a, line, a wine label. We're, we're exploring all around France, uh, uh, through Spain, and even in England and Wales now. So we're working uh, very hard on that. And um, we're in the creation of uh, the Rugby Safety Network, which will be a, uh, a concussion foundation educating youth in rugby schools around France to, to the dangers around concussion and how to the young players should uh, protect themselves and, and just be just be uh, conscious of the dangers uh, after a head injury. Um, and that's going to be the, the main drive for me going into my uh, after rugby career is, uh, is keeping our foundation, uh, which would be a non-for-profit, keeping that uh, keeping that going and uh, and really trying to give something back to, the, to this game that I love so much. Uh, Jamie, what's the name of the wine? Uh, we have a the Sinbin wine label, which is obviously a bit of a tongue-in-cheek to uh, <laughs> my career in rugby. That'll be my, my drop. Um, Do it in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've just come out with a new red, uh, uh, a Bergerac called uh, Blood Brothers, which uh, we're in partnering with uh, Nick Abandonen, uh, Scott Speeding, and uh, Damien Shuey, uh, my ex-teammates back in Clermont. 
and um, yes, we're uh, we're blowing that up uh, around Europe right now, and it's uh, it's a great wine, and we're really enjoying it. What are the what are the headaches like after one of those wines? Wine that good, you don't get headaches. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't wait till they start sponsoring this podcast. That'll be the one, won't it? There we go. We can work something out. I'll be taking the sin bin. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on and um, and hopefully uh, the voice that you're giving to this problem that seems like it's been around for years but keeps rearing its ugly head um, too too regularly for anyone's liking um, gets heard and something gets done uh, sooner rather than later. Thank you very much for joining us, Jamie. Thank you, guys. Cheers, uh, Jamie. Thank look you. Forward, look forward to the next time. Cheers. Cheers Thanks, buddy. mate. Top boy. Top boy, yeah? What a good guy. Great. What a good guy. In the yeah. tight five, you, you take a lot of wax, don't you? Well, if you carry the ball or tackle, which we've had this joke about before, which means you've probably got the you two... You've probably got to be on the field like, to... Exactly, true. Let, let's talk about it seriously for, for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, because back in the day... When you finish your sweets. Yeah, I mean, your so yeah just for people listening, all those sounds, it's actually Jim Hamilton eating sweets and biscuits, not Andy Ude. An yeah. absolute repeat, pig of a man. I've just got a salad, Jim's got the sweets and the biscuits Exactly. In. Trained all week, did George Cruz's <laughs> training all week and got four minutes once the game was unlosable. No, there we mate, go. They, they, they sealed the win by bringing you on. That, that <laughs> was the difference. They're like, we need to win this game, we need to confirm the victory. We need to close exactly. it out, we need to close it out. Exactly. How do we close go, this out? Get Jim Hamilton on, He'll, he's, get, he's bound to win a penalty somewhere. Exactly. Win or? Win a penalty. Oh, thanks very much, yeah, mate. mate. You yeah. just win penalties. Yeah. What do you got? What do you guys make of those tests? What the, the tests that you do when you come off the HIAs? Passion? Yeah, yeah. What do you guys make of them? Do they work or why don't they work in this case? I, I think they do work um, because that. Do you know what? I, I've had a couple of you probably have as well, Jim. And the, the number sequencing and things like that. It's, it's pretty difficult if you've if you're concussed and you had a proper whack. It's I, I, I think it's clear that you fail it. The issue with Jamie is obviously he failed it. And the French doctor just chucked him back on. Clement right. doctor just chucked him back on and said, yeah, he's fine. That's the issue. The, the, what they've added this is, I don't know, Goody, if you're aware of it, that now the doctor now sits with an iPad with live feed to the game. So if they think there's been a head knock or a concussion, even if the guys, are, even if the player's up and running around still, he can revert back and look at the last play or the play before where there's suspicion of the player that's had a head knock. And if there's any... You know, there's a load of symptoms that they look at. I can't remember what they were, but obviously obvious symptoms of mm. being knocked out. Uh, you know, um, it's a do- doctor's strange. job to know what those exactly. are. Exactly. So, so the doctor's job. We know as players, yeah. we've been told. I, I mean, I, I'm unsure of uh, of all the complete details. You'll then go off for a HIA, um, and then you, you you perform a number of tests. Some of them are like. Uh, Drink driving tests from America, where you have to walk on, you know, walk yeah, on a line, stand on one leg, touch your nose or something. Yeah, else. yeah, you have walk to touch a straight your nose. line. Yeah, it does the, the hard ones though? And I, this is, I did it a couple of times. Um, they give you a load of, they give you, a, it gives you a word at the start, doesn't he? Yeah, saddle, you, paddle, waddle, yeah. bottle. And you have oh. to come out with all these, and you have to remember them in order, and then you have to repeat them, and then I wouldn't remember number sequences and everything like that. And you have to mm. say, so he'll say one, four, six, two, and you've got to say it backwards. Which so is difficult. Anyway. One four six two would be two six four one, wouldn't one, it? Two, and that, and you, you get into that detail, and they are quite for me. They're, they're quite detailed in what they do. Jamie's issue is he had the HIA. The, he, he failed it. The doctor threw him back on, and that's for me. That's that's where the issue is. Yeah, you, that just doesn't happen now. So in the Premiership, it certainly doesn't happen over here, yeah, does it? Exactly. In the Premiership, if if you've got any signs, doctor overrules anyone in that stadium to keep the player off and, and obviously it's especially now where it's more high profile I mean I, we were just chatting before the show so now every Saracens game I've been involved in this season there's been at least one HIA um, and there's been at least one player that's not, not returned to the field so now they're obviously taking precautions and they have to at the end of the day 
Player welfare. Player welfare is yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just touched on Al Hargreaves, and I think it's fitting to probably mention him because he's retired this week. And what a fantastic bloke he has been for Saracens in terms of building the culture. A player on the field, they showed his highlights actually at half time, and I was there warming up, looking at him, thinking, you know, maybe for me, I wouldn't have played one game if he was um, if he was okay because he, he was that good. Really? Um, so it was really unfortunate. I mean, he got concussed three or four times quite seriously. You know, I saw two of them live. One of them was against Bath in, in the final a couple of seasons ago in the Premiership, and he was concussed. He was completely knocked out. And to, to have the, the strength of mind and character to even potentially try and come back from what he went through, you know, shows the mark of the man himself. And unfortunately... The confidence he didn't have the confidence to come back, which I completely see. I wouldn't even have the confidence to start training again if I'd been knocked out four four times like he had. You train? I train every all, uh, every day. day. Yeah. Every day. Every you know day. what that is, don't you? Training. Um, trading now. Oh, a trader. Who yeah. for? Who for? Goody. Worldwide currencies. Anyone Worldwide. out there needs uh, some international payments and foreign exchange? Contact me, andy.gu.worldwidecurrencies.com. <laughs> really nice suit. Too. There we go. Yeah, Came dressed for the party. Nice yeah, suit, yeah. and it's pretty tight. I reckon that. Concussion is probably the single most common injury in rugby. I don't. I wouldn't know anyone that's played rugby and not been concussed. I finished playing rugby because I got concussed. Um, the only reason they, they didn't have to do a, a HIA test on me. I, I was the reason why they knew I'd been knocked out was because I went to the wrong hu- team's huddle, and then I went back to the changing rooms, looked up at my jersey and it had number ten on it, and I thought I was at number seven all my life, and I hadn't played number seven <laughs> for thirteen years. So, I mean, ev- I think everyone has a story about being concussed and um and not needing an HIA test probably because they've, they've done something ridiculously stupid. I don't know if you guys have been in a situation like that. James, you took more, yeah. way more contact than me. Yeah, well, yes, I've been concussed. Yes, I've been in a position where I've been significantly concussed and carried on playing. This was 10 years ago. I got concussed against England. In the amateur days. In the amateur days, yeah. I got concussed actually against England. Well, actually, no, I didn't. I got taken off for a HIA. You don't know what happened by the sound of it. You were definitely concussed. I definitely know what happened. So we were playing uh, England down at Twickenham. First time we were winning at half-time since... Was this a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple of years ago. First time we were winning. So basically Marla gave me a forearm in the the jaw. Illegal. Illegal. Completely illegal. Should have been banned for three weeks. (laughs) Completely innocuous. And because I'd been deemed to have... my, My head had moved violently in in a way in which it looked like I might be concussed. I got taken off for a HIA. Passed the HIA, but my back seized up that much while I was off. I went back on, only lasted five minutes, I had to come back off again. It's a common thing, you know, and unfortunately that we're playing a contact sport. I watched the UFC at the weekend, and some of the hits these guys are taking. Mm. You talk about HIA. Oh. It's a, you have to yeah. be a madman to get involved in well, that. Exactly, and boxing. Mm. My, my question is, your point of that story then, you said Scotland, it was one of the first times they were ahead at half-time. Did they lose it because you came off? <laughs> I think they did. There we go. That's all we need to really? know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Vern, bring me back. <laughs> Vern, bring that's a me week, back. That's going to be a weekly thing now, isn't it? Exactly. Big four minutes yesterday. Well played. Warren, um, if you're watching. Warren, if you're watching, I'm in, I'm in the top three locks. <laughs> uh, at Saracens. Well, say, say, think what you think, mate. <laughs> top of the league, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, my, uh, I didn't get knocked out very often. I remember Robin McBride. Remember him? Yeah. Absolute animal. Uh, we played Scarlet Leicester against Sc- the Scarlets. Um, it's probably that old. They were probably still called Athlete at the time at Welford Road. And he flew in uh, from an offside position. I think I was like a 19, 20-year-old kid. So I was, I was 25 to 30 kilos less uh, weight-wise than I am now, which obviously, if he did it now, I'd fill him in. <laughs> <laughs> but he whacked, whacked me from behind. 
as I caught the ball off. So he was offside, everything like that. I didn't know where I was. But in the days of Leicester, obviously Jim and I came up from the days of Leicester and you talk about Jamie Cudmore saying about badge of honour and all that stuff. Mm, old school. You were, It was old school and you were seen as mentally weak if you didn't bounce back straight from a concussion and, yeah. and crack on playing Sean on the Edwards, game. Sean Edwards style. That was, that was, you know, regardless of what you got, you get back in the defensive line mm. if you've got a broken leg. But that's what it was. That's what it was and that's not what it is now, thankfully. You know, the young lad's coming through and it's good that it's taken seriously. And I think that, unfortunately... For guys like maybe ourselves, maybe not so much us, guys like Lewis Moody, you know, who went through a number of concussions, you know, but back in that kind of era, are unfortunately going to be the guinea pig. So, mm. you know, in 20, 30 years' time, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we're at. But I think, you know, James Robson, the Scotland doctor, British Lions doctor, is obviously heading heavily this uh, concussion stuff and bringing it to the fore. Mm. You know, we don't want to get to a stage where we're bringing guys off all the time yeah. in games. Of course not. Uh, but also, you know, obviously the welfare and the well-being of the players is, is fundamental. And to have someone like Jamie Cudmore, who we who we mentioned then, who is a hard man of the game, who's a, who's a very very high-profile player, not just in the UK and in France, but also in uh, America, where the game's mm. you know growing and, and looking to uh, obviously become huge. You know, fair play to him. It's not an easy thing to do to come out and say them things. And it all comes, I think, also from like our generation of like, because we all learn how to play rugby through our fathers. They like, get us into rugby, and their generation is all about being hard and never coming off the field. Yeah, yeah, you know, just being tough, and you're always just wanting to impress your old man, isn't it? And you just didn't have substitutes back in the day, did you? It literally, when I first started playing, the subs were only if you you could only come off if you were injured. There wasn't any rolling subs like we have now. And people actually talk about the reason the injuries are getting so more substantial and the concussions and all the impact injuries and stuff like that oh what a legend just been handed up oh apparently. beers oh that's oh, great is that, is there only two is there only two oh what two. Um, where was Good I, to this I like four, the show. four pints of Peroni <laughs> hey. the, the beers just got me there lovely um, drop Peroni lovely drop where was I what was I talking about then Done uh, me. I don't know, the beers came in the beers oh you're me. talking about your um, back in the day there was no yeah no subs yeah. so um, you know you literally could only come off for uh, an injury um, and the beer has completely taken my mind off what I was talking about. <laughs> and just look at this beautiful bottle of Peroni, guys <laughs> and girls. Those that are listening, so I'm just going to drink this. Uh, uh, no, someone said in the week, didn't they? They would, I can't remember who it was. Was talking about reducing the number of subs to prevent units coming on after 60 minutes. Yeah. While players are fatigued. It's a good point though, because like players can just get bigger and bigger now that they only need to pay 60 minutes, 50 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. The thing right. is, you, before you had the bat row so you bring a number eight on everyone will be like oh shit the number eight's on now right? mm. then you look at other teams now you know look at Carl Sinclair the Quinns boy or Cooper Woolley like the wasp prop that comes off the bench these guys are just as powerful as the, the number eight yeah. so there's they're no drop on, off at all you know what I mean so they're just running full pelt fresh as a daisy yeah it's like when you come on for Marrow like for like wouldn't it? <laughs> you get hey. six good minutes out of it <laughs> playing Bristol playing Bristol the other day Got off and innovation when I came on. What? Yeah. Did you? Came yeah. on for Marrow, everyone's standing up clapping. I'm like that. I'm like that. Is that we got a disco in there or what? I'm like that. I'm coming on. <laughs> I had a blinder when it's I came on as well. So the, um, there's been the uh, European Championship uh, Cup. European Champions Cup. <laughs> you are I, such a Kiwi. I don't even care about hasn't, this. Hasn't been this weekend. Hold on, it's coming up. But the announcement. I mean, the, the preview. We're doing the preview. There's games coming up. <laughs> you're talking about the Mitre Cup. 
No, I'm talking about which is the, Mickey Mouse rugby back in the day. No, the no, you're talking about the Champions Cup. Cup yeah. You have got here on my you list. You don't know anything about the Champions Cup, yet you know everything about the Mighty Cup that no one cares about back. Oh yeah, I was taking the piss because Ollie knows everything about that, <laughs> and no one in New Zealand even knows anything about that. But um, the draw is out. You guys have got Toulon first up. Yeah. Are you happy about that, or is that is that a game that you uh, get excited about having first up, or would you rather like wait further on in the season? Um, Toulon away the first game up is you know fantastic opportunity for us, especially off the back of the Wasps game at the weekend. Probably the only downside is a six-day turnaround, and it's away from home. Mm. Um, you know, look, looking back at some of the Toulon games, they've had a stop-start kind of season. But to be fair, the last couple of weeks, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, they've had pretty decent wins. But it's always going to be tough to go there. I, I think they, I don't think they've ever lost in the Champions Cup at home. Yeah, so, so what's the group stage, Yeah, in the group stages they haven't. But geez, they're not the team they were. You know, they obviously when the, the days of Carl Heyman and um, Ali Williams and those boys and uh, Stefan well, well, Dadon. Yeah. And yeah, they, 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 they won it three years on the trot, didn't they? Gitto's out injured. Uh, you know, he's there when he plays. They win seventy five percent of their games or something like that, um, or even more. I think I can't remember the stat, but that was from one of my. One of my days on, on uh, I think it was Sky Sports now covering. Yeah. Googling rugby. No, what's, no. what's your first reaction? You're like, Toulon away. Oh, that's exciting. Or Toulon away. Oh, f- away. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I knew I, if I was starting, then I'd probably be like, shit, Toulon away. Uh, no. You know, it's brilliant. You, you want to play the big teams, don't you? So there's, there's nothing better, really, than get, getting Toulon away. It's a great, great, great place to go and play. The thing is, with our team, you know, that we have got confidence in terms of our ability as a team, you know, the individuals that we've got. So it's not as if you're going there with a poor team, and the, you know, there's a, there's a great chance you might be getting humped. I, I think I think you go there as favourites this weekend. Really? Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I do. I generally do because Toulon are all over the shop at the minute. Mike Ford's gone there recently. Um, yeah, Bujalau was talking about selling the club and mm. sacking Dominguez every week or or not. <laughs> um, you know, and you just—I look back last year when Wasps had Toulon in their group. That first game that Wasps played against Toulon at, at the Rico Arena, they put thirty odd points on them because they were in the similar sort of state that Toulon are in now this season. No Gitto, Gitto's massive for them. Huge, um, you know, and he's out injured, and you know, Drew Mitchell's out injured, and a lot of their rock stars aren't aren't fit, aren't playing, and they've lost a lot of that depth to the squad as well. So I, th- I, th- I think Saracens will win. Yeah, and Stad Mayol, gonna is that one of the best places you've ever? Played? I mean, I've been once or twice in the Pilu Pilu beforehand when they chuck the papers when they think the game's over. Sort of the uh, flag is that one you genuinely look forward to? Is there many better places to play? I mean, you played in France as well. Clermont's obviously pretty special, but yeah. it's got to be right up there. I mean, definitely, we played Clermont in the semis a couple of years ago, and the atmosphere there was like something in my whole career I've never never experienced. But Toulon's exactly the same. Played there with Montpellier. You know, as you walk into the stadium, the, the, the uh, the kind of pathways aligned with with fans, you know. I don't imagine there'll be many Saracens fans making the trip. Potentially, there might be, but you're obviously going to be outweighed significantly by the 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 thousands and thousands of, of Toulon fans that come out. But it's a great place to play as a player, and as you say, you know, because it's the Champions Cup, you know, anything goes. You know, the form goes out the window from what's gone. But you know, they're a fantastic team as are we. So it bodes to be a great game. Other matchups that you look at, um, who, who else? Are, who else are sort of the ones to watch out for? I know, you know Racing's always going to be up there. Well, you look at you look at Racing's group. Uh, obviously, got to the final last year, got done by Jim and his Saracens. Um, you know, then they went off and won the top fourteen. They want to come back, and they've not had a great start to the season. But their idea this year will be to try and win 
the Champions Cup and their group, they've got Leicester Tigers, Glasgow and Munster. So for me, you look at all the groups, that's the group of death. Um, you know, Leicester are a big powerhouse in European rugby historically and traditionally, but they're having a mixed bag of, of a season so far. Um, you know, they start in a way up at Glasgow. Glasgow are always good on their home at, at Scots Toon, their home ground, and, and, you know, Jim will know that. Really well coached by Gregor Townsend. They're playing a 4G pitch now as well, don't they, Jim? Yeah, they do, Which yeah. Which suits their fast-paced game. Um, you know, Glasgow are a fantastic team, you know. Like, seriously. Really, really good team. Really and and good Leicester, team. Leicester go there on Friday night, um, and... If I was a betting man, which I'm not, obviously, uh, and if I had a couple, of, if I had a mortgage, I'd stick it on Glasgow. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things you, you expect Glasgow at home there to start and start big on a Friday night, um, playing some of the brilliant rugby they are playing under Gregor Townsend. Who are you going for? I'm going for Glasgow. I'm going for Glasgow yeah. as well. I think Glasgow will uh, come good against Leicester. And you look at the groups and, and ex Wasp player here sat here now. I can say a lot of ex clubs actually. Um, Wasp group. They've got Connacht, Toulouse, and Zebra. Um, and Wasps are looking at, must be looking at that. Last year they qualified from the group where they had Leinster, Toulon and Bath. So that was the group of death. Mm. This year Wasps have got Zebra, Mickey Mouse team in, with all due respect, in, in Italian team. You expect to get 10 points from the two games that you're playing against them. Toulouse aren't that strong at the minute. Mm. Uh, they're having a mixed bag of a season under Ugo Moller, their head coach. And then uh, Connacht, who obviously won the Pro 12 last year, been poor this um, year. have been struggling this year. They're always hard to beat at... Um, what's the ground sports, called? Again? Sports, sports ground, ground, isn't it? Yeah, they're always hard to beat there. But this year they've started really poorly in the in the Pro 12, and you know they haven't got a massive amount of European pedigree. So what's we expected for me to win that group? Hmm. Is it the tournament that takes precedent over the Aviva Premiership for you guys and the LV? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it isn't. No, like seriously, the you know the Premiership is your bread and butter. So that's your week in week out. In terms of you know the teams that you're playing, you know the players. You know, there, there is a heightened sense of excitement when you go into the Champions Cup because, you know, it's a little, it's obviously refreshing to go away to France. Firstly, you've got a border plane, obviously, so there's the excitement hey. for uh, exactly for Lands some of the boys. on tour. Yeah, but you know, the Champions Cup, there is always um, a heightened excitement in terms of the level of rugby played and the players that you come up against. And, and you know, again, you like some of these players that you're playing against are the best in the world. And a lot of them migrate to France, and you know they now come to England. So hopefully, the standard will be good. Because to be fair, some of the Premiership games this year, the standard's not been great. So um, yeah, it bodes well. It should, it should be quite. I love fun. the way you can say that sitting top of the league, yeah. Saracens. <laughs> um, we talk- house is rubbish. We're great. <laughs> we just talked about where it's amazing on the field. Too long. When you're watching that draw, is there anywhere you think I'd love an away trip there? Because the night out, etc., is phenomenal. Apart from obviously like Coventry. Um, is there anywhere else that you think this will be a good away trip? Coventry's Mon- a great night out. Coventry's right. Well, it used to be. Jumping Jacks. <laughs> Jumping Jacks. <laughs> They've I got can't. to sponsor us. They've had mentions. Carries. Carries. Yeah, that was old school. And the Coliseum. I used to work at the Coliseum. Nice. But no, for me, uh, I haven't played in Breve. We actually had a night out once in Bordeaux um, after a top 14 game. It was when Bordeaux weren't even in the top 14. But it was an hour and a half down the road. And it was, uh, honestly, the night out, it was, it was the end of summer. Um, and we had an unbelievable night out. Alex Popham, don't remember Alex Popham? Yeah, yeah. shaggy blonde hair. I think he got pepper sprayed. So <laughs> that was how good the night was. Yeah, straight Leinster, Dublin. That is a good place. Um, Dublin. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen, um, we've seen a few um, headlines in the last sort of week about uh, one particular team starting their tour a little bit early. Their um, shenanigans at the Christchurch Airport. Mm. 
What have you guys made of Aaron Smith's debacle? Lad. Oh, Is that no. how the rugby no. players look at it? Or are you just like, you silly sh- what are you doing? What did you do you hear what happened? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I did. I mean, so for those for those of you that don't okay. know, for those of you that haven't um, heard about Aaron Smith, um, you obviously haven't read any New Zealand media, but I don't know how big it is over here. Um, so Aaron Smith uh, got photographed in uh, the Christchurch airport toilet, um, walking out of a disabled toilet um, by a uh, husband and wife who were changing the nappy on their child um, when they heard. Uh, a few tapping, rhythmic tapping noises from the disabled toilet just down the way. Uh, then Aaron Smith leaves the toilet and um, old Lassie, who um, isn't his partner, leaves the toilet as well, um, allegedly. Um, and then it sort of blows up. Yeah. And he gets suspended and sent home from the South African tour to never make it. He has wheel. a bit of prize, though, as well. While I was at uni, a great thing, he played Scotland, actually. You may have been in the game. And he was just tindering away in his hotel room and then matched with... Um, a younger student, it's fair to say, and she wanted to share the story. And uh, she obviously screenshotted his bro- profile, and I absolutely love this on Tinder. It's active 11 minutes ago, three kilometres away, about Aaron. All the way, I'm not going to do the accent, all the way from small old New Zealand, 25 years young, young spelt with an E on the end, bizarrely, down-to-earth guy, fun and easygoing, love sports and anything outdoors. That was his Tinder profile. He asked a girl to come to the hotel room, and she said, nah, I'm all right, actually. How well, long ago was this? This was in November. I've done some research oh. on Aaron. He's got some uh, skeletons. He's in got some skeletons, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Well, um, there's a few skeletons knocking about in Edinburgh, I'll tell you that, with um, a few name dropping. I'm not going to name drop anyone on here, but... Go on. No. Hang someone else dry. No, no Jim chance. Hamilton. No, no, no. No chance, no. No, no chance. No. But without, without naming names, are there any sort of similar situations that you guys have ever come across like that? Or is this completely isolated? Disabled toilet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, listen, I mean, I, you felt sorry for him when he apologised. Mm. You know, you're not laughing about Absolutely. it now because um, he's obviously, uh, you know, says he wants some privacy with his missus to rebuild some bridges and stuff like that. It's an error. He's made an error. Men and women do it across the world day in, day out. Um, it's not great. It's not great for rugby. And, um, you know, it's been dealt with. We're not going to judge him, are we? You, We're not going to judge him because, you know, Jim's been there. I have not been there. <laughs> I haven't been there. <laughs> joking, joking. But, um, you know, the lads must get carried away when they go on tour from, you know, when they'll come together at the airport, there's yeah, that I feeling think, of, oh, gold. Well, I think that's the thing. Away. So, obviously, the uh, I, I think, well, I know that these guys obviously look forward um, to going on tour, as do a, a lot of the teams. Um, but the game is changing slightly, unfortunately, for the good or the bad. You know, we'll, we'll see. But um, you have to be a role model, etc., etc., and all the above. And it did give a bit of airtime to TJ Perinara got start, who is also a victim of the Steve Hansen phone call, which oh, you guys yes. took so well. <laughs> Great work. Yeah, cheers for that. She needs a good hacker, though, doesn't he, TJ? Doesn't he just? Was eight. Yeah. Good player as well, eh? He yeah. scored a couple at the weekend. Yeah, he goes well. Goes well. The most controversial try I've ever seen. I don't know if anyone's yeah, saw which it. Which one? Um, but his, his first try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh yeah we, we tweeted out actually who had more control, him or Leo DiCaprio in that famous scene in Wolf on Wall Street. And Leo <laughs> got, got a lot got a lot more love than Aaron did. It's fair to say. Aaron Smith. Aaron or TJ? Yeah, <laughs> TJ. Yeah. It was um, it was a good game there. Uh, can we talk about the all? Oh, it's not even in the run sheet. I know it's not in the run sheet, but we're there. Oh, the what are we talking about yeah, it? What are we talking know. about it? The Kiwis yeah. are the best. How'd you feel about it? Well. It's no different to any other week. They're the best team in the world. What can you say? You know, they break the record over, what was it, 57 13, 15? 15, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 57 yeah. 15 and tour South Africa, an absolute new one. Um, you know, I, I didn't expect it to be that big, but I thought they went fairly comfortably. Was that the final score? 
Yeah, it was uh, 22.15 in, in the 61st well, minute. I, I watched yeah. it up to about 60 minutes. I had no idea that was a score. Liam Squire came on. They were, yeah. But let's be honest. That South Africa Liam Squire side, came on. Yeah, and yeah. He was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that South Africa side is one of the poorest I've ever seen. Yeah, I know yeah. new management, but... I think it was quite inevitable. That's the second time, second game in a row, they haven't scored a try. They didn't score against Australia, which, I mean, everyone can score against Australia at the moment. So put it into a bit of perspective. But again, we, I think we saw it's that final 20. They just keep going. Well, you put it into perspective, and England's first game in the Autumn Internationals is against Africa. And we've not beaten them since 2006. There's a stat for you. Did you know that That's stat? A great man? stat. I didn't know that at Ten all. 10 years. Then. And the reason we won that day? The stick mitts. <laughs> go on, go on. Phil Vickery scored a try. <laughs> I came off the bench. Yeah, there we go. No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Not on that as well, you think about South Africa, you look at the players that played at the weekend, a lot of them players are playing in Europe. So compared to you know the Kiwi players, um, you know, Habana, uh, Francois Lowe, and then you think of the other players that are away. Scott Berger, I know he's retired, but obviously he's been playing fantastic since he's uh, been there. Dwayne uh, Valamahina, is that how do you say? How do you? Vermeulen. 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 That's the priority. That's the priority kicking in. But in terms of the, um, I love Jim Hamilton's yeah. rugby knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Limited. So the Southern Hemisphere. The banter's amazing. I, I, I do like the idea of now playing a quiz off to see who gets a tattoo. Exactly. No stats. Um, but a lot of their best players um, have, tra- have moved to France. Yeah. They've moved to Montpellier. Yeah, so. there we go. They're all in. They are all there actually. Or. Saracens, some rumours coming out that are certain you may have a new buddy in the second row, Mr. Etzebeth. It's been tweeted uh, tonight that he could be on the move. Have you heard anything? That's me. I'm retiring. P45. That's me. Go on. If he turns up, I'm gone. Off air, off air, Jim said, if he turns up, he thinks he's tough. He hasn't met the boy from coffee, has he? Hey, Jim, me and, me and Jim said first session, do. he's having a mall and I'm having a go at him and he's going to come off second best. Funny you say that. So we played a game in Nelspruit, I can't remember the year, maybe 2013. Uh, a bit of a maul. We've had a bit of a pushing contest. I've pushed Etzebeth in the, in the in the neck. I've bloody only been simbinned. Then we lost the game. We were winning the game. See that? Well, let's see what happens, mate. I tell you, uh, when you go off, off you? when you go off, Scotland lose. Exactly. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Get him back. If he turns Stern up, Vern. Yeah. If he he's turns bringing up, rabbits back to the camp. He wants to play for Scotland again. Eh? Vern, I'm coming back. Um, if Etzebeth turns up, I'm I'm finished. And I really. Mate, you'll get LV Cup games. Honestly, yeah, and you know, or the, it's not called the LV Cup anymore. It's the Anglo Welsh. Anglo Welsh. I'm covering it for BT Sport and ITV. Lucrative, um, lucrative uh, cup. Yeah, apparently, a bunch of kids will be playing, and I'll be in. And Jim experience. Hamilton. Hey, good, for, good form. Can we talk about yesterday yet? Can we yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Saracens against Wasps? Let's oh, do it. Premiership review. We just need to talk just about. Skip Jim's. a few things on the agenda and go straight. Yeah. Well, we just need to talk about. I agree. Jim's okay. four minutes. <laughs> Big. It was four forty. Four minutes and 40 seconds, and they had to bring him on to secure that game. Yeah. Itoji, yeah, average game. Yeah, he, you know, gave away, what do you say, six penalties? You said that, not me. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, I just said, so last week and this week, in fact, I've had an amazing 10 days. So against Bristol. Talk, talk to us about it, go on. Yeah, so against yeah, Bristol. Yeah. Uh, Story time we're, with We're winning, we're winning comfortably. 25 nil. Substitutions being made, 60 minutes. Jim, you're on. I'm like, all right, get me on. Here we go. Next thing, Crowder on their feet. Standing ovation, so I come on for Marotoji. I'm running on, I'm getting a standing ovation as I run on. You think? Well done, well done. You, yeah. think, you, you think it's for you? I don't, don't, what? don't, don't do that, Gilly. Don't do that, mate. No. So, don't know where you're going with that. That's not very nice. It's what? not. Well, all right, well, at the weekend as well. Marotoji, future England captain. Nah, 
Four minutes 40, coming on against Wasps. Standing ovation again. Standing ovation. Every one of them on their feet for Jim Hamilton. I'm loving this. Here is Jim. I thought they were like, oh, Maro, it's oh. Did you put your hands up? Yeah. they not against? When I came on against Bristol's, hands were in the air. As a walked Bristol's. Didn't know what to do with myself. But that's what it is now. You win the crowd, you know the saying. Yeah, nice. Well, great win for Saracens. Absolutely dominated the whole game. As a Kiwi, you'd have watched it, would you? I don't. I told you this. I don't. I don't watch it. I, imagine, I will watch. imagine a presenter mm. not watching any rugby, any European, but that's domestic it. rugby. I, I come here with you know with a open mind, a, open mind, trying yeah. to get the facts from yeah. you guys. Without no one wants to hear my opinion on the rugby. Mm. Mm. How long do have you been in England? Three years. Oh, How many wow. games do you reckon you've watched of Aviva Prem games? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know that I've watched a full Aviva Premiership game. <laughs> this could be a sackable offence, could it? Or, yeah, I don't know that I have. or a fine. Um, I, but will wasps. I think Southampton definitely prove up top that they are up front. They're still um, forced to be reckoned with. Jamie George, top try scorer in the league so far, very impressive. But Wasps do have some boys to call back, and one of them having a very good night out there on that Curtly Bill. He's uh, he's coming back um, from injury, but uh, he was having a good time in Infernos on uh, was it Saturday night because Australia Argentina. Uh, what do you make of that game? Firstly, actually, because they obviously came as uh, got some more revenue than they would in Mendoza or anywhere else in Argentina. Had a bit of a fun throw around then. A good week in Borough Market. I bump into them at lunch and then uh, hitting up Infernos. You're an Are you stalking them? Absolute rugby you? stalker, isn't he? Yeah, he is. oh, like I knew. What are you doing? Just, uh... So you're stalking them on social media. <laughs> and then like, uh, Curtly, can I have a picture, please? Right, but what a great guy. Just want to put that out there. Really? Yeah, because yeah, he might come on. Did he have good chat? Did he have good chat? He had really good chat, to be fair. He was trying to get the whole team back over to Infernos. Yeah, Baz got kicked out of Infernos. <laughs> Sticky carpets yeah. in there. Did he take oh, over the mic? Yeah, Sticks the carpet. Yeah, and it's worst. always ABBA or Blue or some Naughties. All right. Sure, yeah. Yeah. All right. One love. <laughs> we got any one. questions? Got a have few. you got any questions, Ollie? Um, you... And you've got a question. Ian Cameron says... David's What's brother. Hold on, heaviest? hold on. Is this David's brother? Because <laughs> you've, yeah. you've had previous with David. Yeah, are you? You relate? yeah I'm, I'm mates with David. David yeah. Cameron. We're on holiday. In Lanzarote. <laughs> anyway, let's come back to Ian, then we can talk about David. Um, so, David's brother, um, what's the heaviest either Andy or Jim, let's go Jim, have ever walked onto the pitch at in One, kilos, I imagine? 135 kgs. Wow. Ooh, what? 2003, scored a hat-trick against India. I was captain. <laughs> <laughs> I generally, he honestly... cricket or No, no, no. <laughs> I remember this game, and you caught a kick-off. And yeah, ran it went the length. <laughs> yeah. I caught the kick-off, and I said to my mate Deeks, I said, I'm going the length here. <laughs> the next thing, I've gone. It was comedy. It was a Sunday, wasn't it, at Welford yeah, Road? I actually saw something. Hung over to hells. I, oh, I, I put it in on Google. I put it on in Google. Jim Hamilton, India. Um, and then there's a Scott and Dusty Hares wrote a report. He said I was unbelievable that day. Dusty Hare, what a legend. And there I am now. Are you 135 clips 135 then? 135 kgs. I'm 125 what? now. Me and David wow. Flatman had a way off before the game at the weekend. Go on. What's Flats? Flats was... He's, 100 he's pushing 130, surely. No, he was 121, I think. Lies. Yeah, genuinely. Full stash. Full stash. So, at 135, yeah. were you grossly overweight and unfit, or were you pumping the tin on the beers? On the beers, and it's just squat till the cows come home as well. Like, By the way, we are looking heavy. for a beer sponsor. I'm gutted there's no footage of this. I typed in Jim Hamilton to YouTube. The only thing, the first three that came up were fight, fight, fight and fight. <laughs> and one of them's with Etzebeth, my best mate. Uh, Goody, anyway, on to weight. What's the heaviest weight? Yeah. Oh, should we, have a, should we go around the group and have a guess at this first? Or what do you think? Heaviest of, uh, hold on. 103. Heaviest I've actually walked mm. on a rugby field. Yeah. yeah that's I'm going to go 106. Jim said 103, 103. Said 106, Ollie. I'm going to say you just lifted about century, 101. Oh, jeez, I like Ollie. 
I wish. Nice. 106. Thank you. 106. 106. Was that new, the Newcastle game? No, no, no. Uh, First Newcastle game. Do you know what? Newcastle were that good to me, I never even had to weigh in. <laughs> so you might have been heavier. <laughs> but I remember, so it was our last game of the season for when I was at Worcester. We played London Welsh away, uh, hopped onto the scales. Matt Mullen was stood next to me and Ed Shervington, two of my very, very good friends at Worcester. Ended up actually both going to Wasps as well. Weighed in. And we had a team social that night. We had the bus plan to take us down from Oxford to London. So we didn't care about the game, really. You know, we were, London Welsh were relegated. It was our last game. Richard Hill got sacked the week before. Step on the scales, 106.4. <laughs> that is my record. Good question, Ian. Yeah, Good question. thank you, Ian. Great question. Let's go on to one of the favourite parts of the show. Everyone, all I get is in feedback for the show is this, is, is this part of it, the Filthy 15, that everyone loves this bit, loves to hear who you think would be the best bloke in each position to be in the Filthy 15. So at the moment, we've, we've got our front row. Now we're going to move in to the second row. You point at me as in I'm yours. Well, well that's cute. I, I, I this want, is cute. This is a real first. moment. I want to hear watching. one first. Okay, so mine is, I wouldn't say surprising because he's one of the best players, the most capped second rows we've played for Scotland, Scott Murray. Now, oh, great bloke, actually. Mate. Coach in Newcastle now. Loose. Of, no, that's no, Scott McLeod. Scott McLeod. Hell of a bloke. Yeah, he's a bad I was going to say, I was going to literally say Scott him. He's, he's got a sheepskin rug story. <laughs> but Scott Murray. He didn't like me that much either. I know he doesn't like me that much. He played at Saracens and Bedford. World Cup 2007. We made it through. He didn't play. I always played it, played in front of him, rightly or wrongly. I probably would have picked him instead of me. He was a very <laughs> good player. 84 caps for Scotland, so maybe the most caps Scotland uh, second row to have played the game. So we've got a game again in Paris in the quarterfinal against Argentina in 2007. I'm on the way to the game. feel a bit nervous. Uh, there's been a bit of a sickness bug going around camp. I'm thinking, oh, just a bit nervous. Water taste in my mouth, feel a bit sick. Oh no, I'm in the toilet on the way to the bus, driving through Paris with the police escort, spewing down the toilet. I said to Frank Haddon, mate, I, th- I feel a bit poorly, I don't think I'm that well. Uh, he says, Look, you're gonna have to speak to the doc, try and get uh, some tablets or whatever. Got some tablets, got an injection, uh, a sickness bug injection. Still, still no good. Scott Murray, you're playing. Frankie, I can't do it, pal, I can't do it. I've not got my boots. He didn't have his boots. So they've had to get a police escort to take him uh, to, to go back to the um, hotel and get his studs and get his boots. They can't find his boots anywhere. His boots aren't at the hotel. So they obviously come back. He says, I can't play. He comes up to me and says, Jim, he says, I've been out on the piss for the last week and a half. He said, I cannot play this game. <laughs> I says, where are your boots? He says, I've hid them. And it turns out he was out on the piss with Kanye West the night before in Paris. So solely... Even though he doesn't like me, but solely for that story, for being on a night out with Kanye West the night before a quarterfinal, he's in the filthy 15. There because that is filthy. Filthy. Scott Murray. <laughs> Scott filth. Murray. So British Lion. Played at Saris as well. Did it's he play? Amazing. He didn't play. I played. I had a shocker as well. Of course. No doubt. Of course. I reckon single-handedly I might have even lost to that game. Wow. No. Cause no, you played. don't do that. You, did yeah. they take you off? Is that what happened? They took you off and... Some you guys were here probably I actually it's a story for another, ta- uh, for another day I pooed myself in the game oh dear so that's not no, it's not, it's not yeah. a story for another game I want to hear about this right now yeah we've got 15 minutes what happened okay so basically that's what happens we're in the game so I was ill before the game had a sickness injection um, before we were about to scrum down my guts were in pieces like that a scrum oh my word get on there so I've gone down on one knee acts if my neck's sore next thing James Robinson come on I says mate 
I've shat my pants <laughs> leak. Um, I've walked off and I remember just walking off. All my family and my friends had come over because obviously it was only in France, it was only in Paris, easy to get to. So all the Kovskins are there in the crowd. The Scottish Kovskins are in the crowd. The family, <laughs> then I'm walking off and I can feel it leaking down the back. And I said to James Robson, oh my God, it's the most embarrassing moment of my life. Like that, he says, you're okay, you're okay, you can't see Quick, get get off, you can see it. <laughs> oh, really? I'm running off. Well, yeah. it was like uh, in between us then when he's dropped on down. <laughs> I watched that the other night. How funny is that? Oh, dear. Wow. So, so you're going Scott Murray. I would, I, Scott McLeod as well, he's a top lad. He is a top lad. He coaches the line at Newcastle. And we've got a story about a, a sheepskin that we're going to catch sheep up skin on. Sheepskin rug, no. But that's a story right for now. another day. We'll see if he can come down and tell it because it is one of the best stories. We'll try and get him on to tell it next week. He'll, he'll be on. We can ring him next week. Um, my second Good luck, row. Goody. Good yeah. luck. Wow. <laughs> I'm stuck between two. I can only have one. But I'm stuck between two. They well, Dean tough. Schofield. And you, uh, how yeah. well do you know Scoey? I love a lad. Dean Schofield is Northern one of... Them. The best blokes you can ever meet anywhere. Um, he is an absolute trooper. Second row, obviously, he played for Sale. Not sure, did he ever get a cap for England? He did, yeah. I'm sure he got one cap or something, yeah. yeah. Hollywood, no. Scary lad. Top boy. Yeah, just a good player. Anyway, <laughs> massive baller. Loves the loves the, the piss, as we say. Still playing, played at Toulon. Yeah. He's playing at Leeds now, is he? Yeah, he's at Leeds. He's at Leeds now. Leeds. Play, played at Worcester with me. Anyway, with uh, having been out with him for years on after games and everything like that, big northern chap. Always gets the guitar out singing his go to's Oasis. But one of the best stories was uh, when he got married to his lovely, lovely wife. So, anyway, he meets, meets her out in Toulon. He's playing for Toulon at the time. Um, she's out in Toulon, cracking girl, on a, on a, on a holiday. Scoey bumps into her, ends up started dating her. Anyway, she goes home, tells her old man, so oh, I've, I've met this a really nice rugby guy. Plays out in Toulon, and he, uh, her old man's pretty big into rugby and she sat there going you know plays for Toulon you know they're current European champions and etc so he's like that the dad's like yeah it must be Johnny Wilkinson Johnny Wilkinson is it him <laughs> she said no 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 it's not him Matt Gitto Matt Gitto is it him naming big name after big name Ali Williams all these but she's like Dean Schofield he's like that I like rugby who the fuck is Dean Schofield <laughs> 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 so uh, anyway that's the the story of of, of his, his now wife um, Gemma Gemma Schofield lovely woman who uh, absolutely yeah absolutely ruined him on his wedding day with a story but for a guy that you want to have a beer with uh, and he will have a beer anytime anyplace anywhere we went on a lad's trip to Bermuda a couple of years ago and he was just driving it into everyone from minute one of, of, of the holiday all the way through to minute um, 80 yeah just kept going so he, he goes into my he's my nomination for 50 to 15 alongside I can't get away from the big man can I big Jim absolute hero of of, uh, of the game thank you very much Andy. loves the banter some good stories so many stories that I cannot say on air about Jim <laughs> if my wife's listening they're all hey, lies what, what do you mean he just told a story about Harry no, his pants well, in a game I, don't th well, I think most things are going to be fear game aren't they well, just put me on the bench they are they are just put me on the bench um, in terms of an absolute lad and the best bloke you could ever want as a as a partner, it's not Jim. No, this is Dean, this is Dean Schofield. Oh, okay, but in terms, of, <laughs> in, terms Sorry, of, in terms of a good guy with stories that I just wish I could tell. Let's go the. Why would you put yourself in the filthy fifty? The boxing glove. I wouldn't put myself in the fifty. Nowhere near the filthy fifty. The boxing glove. Nowhere near it. What's the boxing what, what's, glove? Story? What's the boxing glove? <laughs> yeah, come on. Go what's on. The boxing glove? <laughs> <laughs> He's had a few Peronas. <laughs> come on, mate. No, no stories there. There's, there's no, no stories there. there. 
No There's no stories about the door getting knocked down and. <laughs> what story? What what, what what happened? <laughs> no, we are not airing our dirty laundry on air, Andrew Goo. Please, your We're hair not... is looking so we nice, did... and you were looking so lean. <laughs> Please. We did a we, we, we did a boxing session one day at training. That's as far as yeah, the story that was went, it. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah. um, I'm I'm voting for uh, Scott Murray for the Kanye West story. I mean, your story was great. Well, we need two. I mean, I we don't know two. if you know rugby that oh, well. Yeah, but, but we, <laughs> we need what? Is there no, no, there's no Kiwis in this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Jim, um, firstly, Reese Corbley goes, I love this show. Jim and Andy make it. A minute later, bloody hell, Jim, stop speaking Scottish players. Oh, well, what's his wow. name? Reese Corbley, but he loves the show and you two make it. Let's remember his first comment. Clearly Welsh. <laughs> Clearly Welsh. Uh, Reese. Reese Gill's older brother. Reese Gill. Sake, whatever. Reece, hey, he's really? a good lad as well. Yeah, he nearly died in Kenya. In the, in the <laughs> we've got so many stories to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Such a yeah. shame we've only we, got this. We were in Kenya and uh, we climbed, uh, climbed, cloud, cloud. These are strong. Well, these are really if, big, if you though. Look, look at how them, big they big. They even look big in my hand. Um, yeah, so uh, we climbed up Mount Kenya for Space for Giants charity in the summer mm. and he got altitude sickness. Mate, you've never seen an individual so ill in your life. Really? Man, is, that, is that how you lost the weight? But yeah. Wow, get me on that trip. I don't think you'd survive. No, I wouldn't. Mate, two people don't. It's like a scene out of Everest. We got up there. Oh, we're going to go and watch the sunrise over Mount Kilimanjaro. But you couldn't see past your face. <laughs> oh, dear. I've got, I've got a jacket on, um, a mountain jacket on from TK Maxx. Cost me 20 quid. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> what I you needed was Vern Cotter's uh, hunting gear that exactly. he wore. You thought I would have been well prepared. Do you have your Birkenstocks on? Uh, I didn't know I had my Timbergoos, Timberland. Timbergoos. Timberland, Timberland boots on. Tell the blisters that. The good, the bad and the ugly. We haven't gone there yet. No, we we need to have a quick look at what's been good, what's been bad and what has been ugly in the last week. Andy, good. Yours. Well, the good, obviously, uh, you know, I hate to bang on about the All Blacks week in, week out, but they were pretty special. They're obviously a contender for that. Saracen's performance against Wasp at the weekend, absolute domination, especially the mm. last four and a bit minutes when big Jim Hamilton came on to, to steady the ship. Claremont in France, let's talk about them. Top of the top 14, played eight, they've only lost one game, sitting very pretty, looking very dangerous in the top 14, in it at the top of the top 14. But for me, Toulouse Vianu's try for Leicester Tigers oh. against. Now Worcester that Warriors. I did see. The human, oh, you watched it. I saw it. Yeah. I saw on social media all day. Yeah, on the social human media. Pinball. What it's... a try. He's beaten about, there's 15 players on the field. He's beaten about 10, some of them twice. It was absolutely phenomenal, just bouncing off people, stepping. You know, it doesn't lose any acceleration. So what a try! Um, so for me, he gets the good. Yeah, very, good. very good. He got the the bad. What well, you mentioned him earlier, you took the thunder away from me. Aaron Smith. Mm, sorry, you can't be doing that in the toilets. You can't, can you? That. you can't be doing that in the toilets. Terrible. 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 Terrible scenes. Um, and Jim wants me to mention the Dan Carter issue. Yeah, yeah which, is, is that the bad? Oh. Is it not the way the media's brought that out, or the oh, way it's come real, out? French. All, French again. It's it? the it's the French medical system is the problem. Now in England, we, I mean, how many cortisones you had? It's all about a cortisone injection, yeah. mm. which is a steroid injection. So which it's you very say, normal. You, yeah, say, normal. you say the word steroid, and everyone thinks, oh, he's a drug cheat. But we've all had steroid injections to make your inflammatory it, process. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, an injury in your shoulder, your knee, whatever, mm. and it's perfectly legal. You fill out a form, say you've had it. It's not performance enhancing at all. Um, you fill out, the, it's TUE, isn't it? The forms that you fill out. With, yeah. yeah, so basically your doctor or the Declare physician it is, meant to, is meant to fill it in. And it is probably, I'd say every week there'd be three or four players within that league. There wouldn't be many players 
that have not had a cortisone injection at some point during their career. Yeah. So that's all it is. It's a you know a storm in a teacup sort of situation. And again, the French medical system's probably let Dan Carter down. There's no issue. Nothing will happen, hopefully. And Dan Carter squeaky clean as ever. Mm. Good to touch on it, though. But yeah, Jim won't. But the bad is obviously Aaron Smith for his misdemeanour in the toilets. Yeah. Um, the ugly now, Nick Phipps. Australian scrum half oh, and the physio. I was there actually. Horrendous. I saw that. So Australia playing Argentina. Argentina physio runs on. He's near the ball. Nick Phipps runs over to him, pushes the physio over on the field of play. Nick Phipps. He has literally got small man syndrome, hasn't he? Mm. I don't know how tall he is, but he's the, he's angry. He's a bit like Wiggy at Saracens. <laughs> and Saras Wiggy's a great bloke. Richard Wigglesworth for people out there listening, but. Um, Nick Phipps, he's always angry. He's always—it's not his fault. Something's happened. Yeah. He pushes the Argentinian physio over. Never lay a hand on an opposition physio or anyone apart from a player. Absolutely crazy. I think he deserves a ban for it. To be Mate, fair, yeah, yeah, he does. He'd be angry at the grass for all of his bloody dust balls that he throws to the first five. I mean, he—he's got to be the worst. What's a bloody dust ball? <laughs> <laughs> he, dust ball. When, he, when, he, when it doesn't reach the fly half, is what he's trying to say. I just yeah. cast the grass. It's, it's a worm burner. Worm, I mean, he, he is. Worm burner. Worm it's a grubber. <laughs> um, yeah, he is the worst distributor. And it's tough because he lives with Bernie. He did live in, with Bernie Foley for a long time in the Pentagon in Bondi Beach in the five-man house. Which How do you things. know where they live now? Mate, you stalker, mate. This is famous. <laughs> oh, the, Penta, the Pentagon, John O'Lance, Bernie Foley, oh, never heard of it. Bondi Beach. What's he on about? They Ollie was telling me about your loft conversion before. <laughs> 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 you watching it. It's weird your number plate ends, Jim. No, but him and Kurtley, eh? Him and Kurtley. Any uh, more questions? So, Facebook Live. Um, yeah, prob- probably. Just loads of compliments, actually, really. Oh, thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Goody breathing. Goody breathing. Is it the suit or are you happy with that? Jim, I'm the same Welsh. I am the same as you, a wannabe Welshman like you are Scottish. Good show. Right, so that, that means they're both English. Oh. Yeah, yeah, pro what? Um, but you are. You've both been. You've both been signed. Can you both please play for the Berg? I'm guessing Edinburgh. Edinburgh Would you rather Pro Twelve or Anglo Welsh? Pro 12, 100%. Yeah. What, as in playing in the Anglo-Welsh or winning? You know the Anglo-Welsh <laughs> is the most it. profitable um, trophy yeah. to go for in the whole, ahead of the Champions Cup and Aviva. I mean, they're the only Each two. club gets more money yeah, for, for, for winning, winning that, that than the Premiership or the oh my Champions Cup. Yeah. Wow. You won't know what that is. I don't relevant. know what that is. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who plays in that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not super bloody rugby, but no one cares. Yeah. Hey, but saying that, I hope the Pro 12 does become a little bit more high profile because it has to seem... It's a it's fest. Just, it's, just, it's dropped off slightly. You know, the standard premiership with BT and stuff that's happening behind there. See how I'm vouching for BT. I was on there last week, Craig Dorr, Bezzies. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it's going, but... Pro 12, we'll see. What do you reckon, Goody? Seriously? It needs some investment. It needs guys. You know, it's like it. the, the reason the Premiership is strong is because all the players that want to play for England play in the Premiership. So, unlike you, Jim, you're obviously Scottish till... Till I die. Till you die. Never play. Oh, he played in, for Edinburgh for a couple of years, didn't yeah. he? But that's the thing. You need in, your international players to get the, bring the crowds in. You need your best players playing in that league. So, um, you know, they, it's a hard one. They need some investment. We'll they need some... Um, you know, some decent marketing, but they're light years behind the Premiership. Let's see how they go in Europe, eh? All right, let's wrap things up. Thank well, you yeah. very much for listening, and uh, we will be back in probably another couple of weeks with another episode of the Rugby Pod. Pod. Pod, 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 pod. pod. <laughs>